<laughs> okay, I was astounded, Soledad. I was astounded by that story. I had zero knowledge of the fact that this exists. And you didn't know there were cyber athletes? <laughs> my hand to God, I didn't know there were cyber athletes. But my issue is, it's still not a sport. Well, again, it's a it's game. Am I, you follow well, me what I'm well, saying here, Bernie? I, I do. Do you have any statistics on how many of those people of how many of those people also go to Star Trek conventions? <laughs> I would guess there's actually a fair amount of overlap, actually. That's it. You're too young for Star Trek. There's strategy involved. You have to physically be able to do it. They're competing. Listen, is it a sport or not? I believe no. it's a sport. They get sports visas no? to enter the country. That's not a sport. That's not a sport. That's not a sport. Hey, that's not a sport. Not a real sport. I was talking about the 20 million people who are watching the damn thing. And the money they got to be making, crazier than the one. Big money to watch it. It's a million dollar pot at the end of that game. I get it. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy, BB, Young Bearded Buddha. This is Wonder Soul, episode 8. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 58 out of 100. We're, we're, we're on a streak right now. And uh, I am uh, lucky to have my friend, my uh, co-host, Shane. And uh, yeah, we're going to... We're going to talk about some nerdy and geeky stuff, uh, and I hope you guys enjoy. Uh, happy 4th of July, Shane. How are you? Happy 4th to you, sir. It is a <laughs> wonderful, hot, muggy, hot, muggy 4th of July. Sticky, icky. But, I mean, that's the time of year in the Deep South. Yes. But, yeah, we're going to, you know, not talk about the weather tonight. No. We're going to talk about eSports. Oh, is, e that, is that what we're talking to the about? sizzle sports. eSports? E what are eSports, Shane? eSports. eSports. I don't are, know what they are. You don't know Please what they are? Please tell me. It is a sport with an E in the front of it. Ah, how, ah, how, how, how ironic. Obvious, right? <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I, I didn't know. <laughs> it's just right there in front of you. Are there A and B and C and D sports? Yeah, or? but we don't want to talk we about those, those today. Are, they're those not are, popular. Those are non-essential to this okay. conversation okay 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 well uh you you know more about this topic than me and uh so in this episode i'm gonna let you do a lot of this talking okay i'm gonna you, be the commander of this ship so are. if we go down we're going down in yeah. a blaze of glory yeah. my I'm, gonna, I'm gonna jump out i'm gonna leave the room hey i'm, I'm not gonna... abandoning this ship okay. i'm going down with it all right i like your confidence right, man. No i confidence. appreciate it thank no, you no problem um we have we the first episode was E3, so we talked about video games. Yeah, we, we talked about video games quite a bit. And we, we play video games. Yeah, and we kind of a little bit touched on esports when we talked about the Fortnite little event that they had in that first episode, where they had all the celebrities with the 
Fortnite streamers that played a little bit, and but we didn't get into it as much in depth as I would have liked. This is something. This is a subject that's like I hold true to my heart. Like this mm. is like something oh, wow. that I have. It's probably my biggest passion over the last several years. I'd say like oh. one of my. I, I, it's it's what I love. Yeah, man. It's, I it's mean, a, and I can understand why. I yeah. mean, it's uh, as me being a gamer. And playing most of my life growing up, playing video games and stuff. Now to see it becoming this mainstream um, phenomenon, and especially when you have things like esports, where it's this competitive gaming that's right up there with NFL, NBA stuff like that. Now, as far as like, is it you know being considered a sport? Yeah, you know? yeah. I mean, if if you're gonna consider stuff like chess and um, like for instance, ESPN they broadcast the spelling bee. They, they do, yeah. Yeah, and, and hot dog eating, yeah, hot contest. dog eating contest, like we just saw today. So I mean, if they're going to consider those sports, I mean, why can playing a video game on a computer, or on an Xbox, or on a PS4 not be considered a sport? I, it's yeah. it, it's arguably mentally much tougher, much tougher. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't have the physical aspects of it, but that can be a good thing. Yeah, yeah, I mean, true. that can be a great thing. I think that's why, which we can hit on this a little bit later, right. but I think esports eventually will overtake some of the sports that we hold. So true to our heart here yeah. in the South, especially. Um, cough, I mean, cough, football. Yeah, well, I, I don't know about football now, man. I'm, you know, maybe Madden esports taking over as far as like maybe. football. You never Who know. Knows? Who knows? Who but knows? I mean, that's another thing about it, dude, is you, you got esports that are. Um, it's such a vague, uh, open-ended, uh, I guess, like, what is it? I guess a league. It's not really a league, but I guess it's like a type of sports. Like, Yeah, when, it's just a generalization for... Electronic. Yeah, video games game. being played at a competitive level. Okay. All it is. It's, it's, it's all any video game that you can play, which, I mean, there's tons of them out there that are played competitively. You got Dota 2, oh. League of Legends, yeah. Counter-Strike, Overwatch... Um, all the battle royale games, um, Rocket League. You got uh, Hearthstone. You got card games. I mean, you got there's numerous in just about every game. Almost has a competitive scene now. Yeah. Some of them are bigger than others, and some of them, you know, aren't that big, but they're out there. And you almost, you have you have a type of game for everybody, pretty much. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I mean, like you said, like there's sports games. There's your but then you have games that are like first-person shooters. Yep. You got um, just so many types that I'm sure if if anybody wanted to, if not look into playing one of these games, there would be one that would be fun to watch. And I mean, it's 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 so big now. Oh yeah, I it's, mean, it's grown in a it's almost growing at an exponential rate. Like yeah. it is skyrocketing through the roof. Like from oh, a money up. standpoint and a viewer standpoint. Segue though, just yeah. because you said skyrocketing through the roof, uh, we just want to go ahead and wish y'all a happy Fourth of yes. July. We yeah. are recording on the Fourth of July. We are, and uh, we are currently hearing explosions. Boom, boom, boom. It could be that the the we're at war right now, or some shit's going. And we down. wouldn't even know it. We wouldn't even know. So we just want to go ahead and wish y'all a happy Fourth happy of July. Fourth. And uh, yeah, go ahead, man. My bad. I wanted to get that you out there. You wanted to get that out I there real to get quick. That out there. And then now, now we got it. Now we can just now focus back on to the good sports, shit, man. We're we're there good. We go. We're good. We so the good stuff. So I mean, what what got you into esports? I mean, not really what got you into like video games. Yeah. Because I mean, I think a lot of people 
played. Yeah, a lot games. of people our age, I would say a good, you know, 50% of them grew up playing video games. Probably maybe more than that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we're not really going to talk about how I got into gaming. Gaming, of course, leads you into esports. Right, in exactly. Sense. But, I mean, there's a lot of people that game don't that don't know about esports. Um, it just, I think what really launched esports was it's having a, a viewing platform. Yeah. And until um, Twitch came out, twitch.tv, there really was no way for you to watch a game a competitive game of any format other than if you downloaded like if the game that you were playing had the ability to download like the replay of the game then you could watch like professional players play matches basically that was the only way to do it you had to download the replay and i mean this is like pre 2009 ish 2000 i think justin tv which was the precursor to twitch tv came out in like 2011-ish, roughly. Um, I'm going to look it up. I have it right here. It's 2011, I believe. I'm just going to double check. But yeah, Yeah. Um, Justin TV was uh, the first viewing platform. Yeah, it was founded in March of 2007. And uh, really, Justin TV, you could stream anything on there. It was just a website to where if you wanted, it was a live cast. For video streaming. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whether you wanted to show people you cleaning your house or if you were cooking a meal or you wanted to watch a movie and have people react with you while you're watching it you could do that of course if you know not like a movie that was in the theaters but like an old movie or whatever so they had that and then when gaming became huge um when they realized the gold mine i guess in essence that they had hit um they put the gaming on a whole separate website from justin tv they changed it to a website called twitch.tv so so yeah, Twitch comes from Twitch Justin? comes from Justin okay. TV. Okay, yeah. okay. I didn't know if there were two. It, it's not like Justin TV was MySpace and then Twitch is Facebook. No, it was. No. It was it's like the evolved form correct. of Justin TV. Okay, yeah, yeah. It Twitch. It was. I don't remember if it was called Twitch and like because on Justin TV they had categories. Eventually mm-hmm. they put stuff into categories and there was just a gaming category. But it was dedicated. And most yeah. of Twitch is gaming. Yeah, They're... Twitch is, they have IRL stuff now yeah. that you can do. Like well, and what's people, IRL stand for? Well, people um, in real life. In real life yeah, shit. It stands for okay. in real life. So like, um, if people are like, for instance, if they want to stream a podcast, mm-hmm. then you could do that on there. And it's a category that you can put it under. And, uh, but yeah, so once Twitch got big and, I think it broke away from Justin TV around 2014, roughly. Mm-hmm. And uh, then after that, it became huge, and Amazon comes in and buys it at the low price of $970 million in cash. Cash money. Not mm. a check. Mm. A suitcase of $970. million. Jesus Christ, man. So... Yeah, Twitch became huge, and I mean, was was Twitch self owned at that point? And it was owned by yeah, Amazon? yeah. It was okay. owned by like I forget the founders of yeah, it. Yeah. It was like three or four guys that that created it, and uh, they sold it for nine hundred seventy. And now Amazon is the man. owner of it. Yeah, because, which is where you have all the Twitch Prime now, yeah. which is linked with your Amazon. You can account. link your Amazon Prime yep. to your Twitch, and now you yep. got Twitch Prime. Yep. You get a you free get... month to sub to yeah. whatever person on Twitch you want to sub to. Well, it's kind of crazy because now you you know YouTube is really what I started watching people play video games mm-hmm. on, as far as like Let's Plays and stuff like that. Right. 
But now they kind of tried to do like the YouTube gaming and they and they try to uh, allow people to stream gameplay live and right. they try to, you know, put out events and stuff like that. But I mean, Twitch is just really blown up. Oh, yeah. It's I mean, without Twitch, I mean, you probably wouldn't have. I mean, there might have been a somebody else that came along yeah. might have been talking about a different website. Exactly. Somebody eventually would have made it yeah. a, a website like it. But yeah, prior to Twitch, there was no way to watch. Like, I mean, YouTube, you had that, but I mean, it wasn't that live format. Right. And you, I mean, it was pick and choose what the people wanted to upload. Whereas in Twitch, I mean, you can watch the whole stream of what, if you wanted to watch what a specific gamer is doing. Like if mm-hmm. you're just watching because you want to watch for the comedy of the guy, or if he's a really good player and you want to try to learn something in the game you're playing then you can watch him that way and he's talking about it and you know dissecting what he's doing sometimes so so let me ask you this did you watch any esports on Justin TV or did you get into esports once it was like on Twitch and I stuff? got into it when it was on Justin TV really yeah, wow OG back OG. in the day yeah Man. yeah now what did what what was the game like how did you even discover that whole Heroes of New Earth um it's a video game that was it's called uh a MOBA, which is a um, massive massive online uh, shit. I'm drawing I a huge what the blank. B stands for. Oh, Battle Arena. Yeah, ma- multiple multiplayer online battle, battle arena. arena. We butchered that, but yeah. hey, we got it now. Because we're so used to saying MOBA. I mean, we're just trying to <laughs> we're trying to break it down for anybody right. who's not familiar with these like acronyms or terms. So, but yeah. Um, so and you uh, said what was that game? The game was called Han, which is Heroes of New Earth. That's just the abbreviation for it. And it was, it was a game that was basically a mirror image of the game Dota. Dota was a Warcraft three custom game, and before Dota two was made, you had Heroes of New Earth, which is basically an exact copy of Dota, just with different names for heroes. But it was the exact same game, and I they, they I logged on one day and they were talking. They had on the front page of the game when you logged in. They were talking about a tournament, a DreamHack tournament that was going on at the time. And DreamHack is this huge land that they put on in Sweden once a year. That's like the biggest land in the world. They rent, rent out a bunch of like air hangers, and they have like <laughs> music artists that come. People just bring their computers. And it ended up turning into just like this massive land party that eventually they started hosting tournaments at. And I remember logging into the game and they said they had like a little advertisement talking about, um, hey, go to justin.tv to watch um, this team compete against this team for the grand finals of this tournament. I was like, oh, this would be kind of cool to watch. And ever since that day, I've basically been hooked. Like, yeah, because just... I've never even heard of that game before, man. I'm, I mean, we're, I'm looking up pictures. Yeah, it's a dead, it's a dead game now. But it once... looks like Dota, League of Legends. Yeah, I mean, the, it's... like that. It's like it was so that was the game that kind of made MOBA like a, the brand that it is or the genre that it is. Yeah, yeah. There the... was really nothing before this. Yeah, Dota okay. was well. There was there was something before Dota. It was called. Um strife of aeon or something like that okay. it was a starcraft 2 custom or a starcraft oh, okay. it was a starcraft custom game not a starcraft 2 yeah yeah but um 
But yeah, that was before Dota. But Dota was the first, basically, like, MOBA. And then Heroes of New Earth and um, uh, League of Legends came out about the same time. And then when Valve started to produce Dota 2, and once Dota 2 officially came out, it killed Heroes of New Earth because it was the basically like the exact same game. Yeah, and people were going to go. Yeah, people were going to go back to the original, but at the time it was better than original Dota, so that's why people were playing it. Now, is Dota free to play? Yes, all of these games I'm talking about are free all, to play. And Le- Le- I know League, League is, of Legends. Yeah. League of Legends is one of the first games to do free free to play. To believe it or not, like before. Your cell phones were doing it. Yeah. League of Legends was the first one to do it. Because, I mean, think about it. Back in – League of Legends came out in 2009. We were graduating high school in 2009. That's right. when iPhones and stuff like that were first starting to become big. And, I mean, you had apps and gaming apps, but it, you didn't have, like, a lot of free-to-play games. Yeah, like Candy Crush and yeah, like Angry Birds one. and shit like that. I think like Angry that. Birds might have been around that, that, that. I think that was probably one of the first big mobile games. Mm-hmm. And I'm pretty sure that was free to play, but yeah, they all got this model from League of Legends, which was the game was free and you just purchase in-game items to for in League of in MOBAs. You're not some games have that uh, pay-to-win mentality. I don't know if people have heard that term, but it's basically if you when you buy the game or if the game's free when you download it. And you can pay money to get better items or upgrade your character to where you're going to be better than what people can get from just playing the game. That's a pay-to-win game. But stuff like League of Legends, Dota, Counter-Strike, um, Overwatch. Con- Counter-Strike was free-to-play all the time? Or yeah, it- Counter-Strike's always was? been free-to-play. Yeah. Wow. You had to buy... You had to buy... Um, like a base game, you or had something? to have Steam because it was oh, a custom okay. game on the on the, um, on the Steam market. Yeah. And stuff. Well, it was. It came from um, um, the Half Life engine. Okay. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it was um, a custom game that somebody made off of there. Yo, man, let me. That's crazy though. Like, look at that. Look at those numbers, man. I mean, people when people hear free to play now. Yeah. I mean, it's changing how people consume games and how people pay for games and yeah. everything. Because I don't know if you heard this week or recently about GameStop talking about like they might sell or, or look for another buyer or something, but they're 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 kind of getting ready to be shut down. Well, I've been surprised that GameStops have made it this long. To yeah, be honest yeah. With you. Especially um, with digital games yeah, and with, stuff like that. Like, I do not own a hard copy of any game that I own on my computer. That's kind of crazy. Not man. one hard copy do I have of any of my games, and I probably have on my Steam. I probably have like 60 games easily. And that's like the norm now, man. Yeah. I mean, it's really the days of having a case and a manual in it and a disc and everything. Those are, uh, you know, especially for consoles because, you know, we've talked about this before. I'm more of a console guy right. at the moment. But that's disappearing. Mm-hmm. You know, people are just buying um, games digital yep. um, or they're playing these free-to-play games. Yep. So like you know it's you know just to link back people to understand that like when you say League of Legends kind of opened this this gateway for this whole market for video games it's and now we're really seeing the effects now with mm-hmm. games like Fortnite um, games like Smite stuff like that that's on consoles mm-hmm. and you got the free to play games that you can find on Steam and that's it's it's a wild dude because look it's saying Riot Games earned six hundred twenty four million like who. How many things can you like give people for free 
and and then get millions of dollars back yeah. from you that. would have never thought probably when you had the whoever had the first initial idea like hey let's make our game free where nobody has to pay for it and they just download it and we're gonna make a ton of money right maybe you know mm-hmm. we'll see how this goes and i mean they basically opened pandora's box like every game I mean, there's a few games. There's still games that you have to buy and, you know, pay 50, 60 bucks for. Mm-hmm. I still had my fair share of them. But, I mean, those games in the long run don't make near the money that these free-to-play games make. You know, I I don't want to get off topic on the mm-hmm. eSports stuff. And I just want to – because this is very interesting to me, man. Because you look at it like the, the age that we live in, digital uh, – the digital information age – you know, our parents and grandparents, when they wanted to start a business, they had to do so many different things that we no longer have to do. You know, you had to actually have a product, a physical product, a physical building. Now people like YouTubers, Twitch streamers, uh, these people that are earning some kind of income from doing something for free pretty much. Like they're, yeah. they're not charging you to watch them most of the time. You can subscribe and you can support right. and donate. Right. but that's crazy now. Like you can basically become your self-made, uh, like have your own business and brand just – and you're giving out free content. Yep. And and that's almost the same as these games and companies that are like, hey, you guys can play these games for free. We'll update them and stuff. But they include things like, you know, you can buy stuff here and there. I don't, with Dota and League of Legends, um, how many – do you have like – heroes and champions right and yeah they're not yeah. all free though you have to like either unlock them or buy them right um at the way league of legends worked when it came out is you could purchase characters or you could unlock them by i believe leveling your character like leveling your profile up or something like yeah. that i'm not too familiar with it i haven't played a whole lot of league of legends but dota when it came out it was free to play and all the characters were already unlocked what? Yeah, yeah, you could play it. I mean, everything was free. I thought I hated that League. That was one thing that I hated about League of Legends. That one of the things that turned me off of it was that I couldn't play. All the characters were not available to me. Like you with League, I think now they took that away. Mm. But when it first came out, that's the way it was. Now, uh, see, because I kind of differ on that. Because all right, for example, Paladins yeah. is a game that I play. That's kind of like Overwatch, and that's free to play. I made the mistake of thinking I was buying a battle pass, right? Right. By playing, I'm unlocking stuff. But instead, I unlocked all the heroes. Mm-hmm. But I almost like that grind. In a way that that's not too, asking too much, but it's like, oh, that's the next character I want, you know. Yeah. So it's something to work towards. Yeah, the only problem I have with, with it, it's fun to work towards stuff like that. But yeah. when you're playing a game that's competitive, and you're trying to win, and if somebody can play a hero or a champion that you can't, just for the simple fact that you they bought have, it yeah, and yeah. you haven't, and that character could be something OP. So it could not be OP. Like it that could be falls balanced. into the pay-to-win category. Yeah, but that right? kind of falls into the yeah. pay-to-win category, yes. Um, and then, like, probably explain to any of the listeners who've never played anything like any ranked gaming, competitive, because that's what esports are. It's competitive gaming. Yeah. It's ranked. So there's yeah. different rules. It's not like me and you just sitting on the couch bullshitting like when you play games like Dota, right? You each team gets to choose characters that the other team can't use, right? Isn't there kind of like this? You you oh you can't use this guy. Yeah, there's different game modes like in the games. Yeah, like they're that. like if you play 
if you're playing just a, a fun game like with your friends, right. you can play all pick and all the heroes are available. Anybody can. Okay. The only like thing, in- if somebody picks the hero before you that you wanted, then you can't play that hero. Okay. But when that now they do have the mode that you can play that's like the tournament style mode. So yeah, where you get okay. to ban, you know, each team gets to ban a total of six heroes, and so twelve total out of the hundred and fifteen hero pool, mm-hmm. and um, and then you go from there. Well, that kind of works in your argument about having all the characters available because then you you're not getting jaded other than just personal preference, right? Right. But if it's like you're playing in a competitive um, uh, setting, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to not have certain characters unlocked and then they ban the ones you've got and now you're like, oh, well, fuck. Right, right, right. Kind right. of screwed exactly. now. Exactly. So, um, so there's 115 heroes in Dota 2? Yeah. Is that too many? No, that- no. They actually, it was um, right after the Boston Major, which was last year. Me and Patrick actually went to that. Oh, that was, for real? Yeah, that was the first esports oh, event I've okay, ever okay, been okay. to. Yeah, it was the definitely a top three vacation of my life. But after the Boston Major, that was the last update that they had in Dota, where they basically after that event, Dota Two became brand new. Like prior to that event, everything that Dota Two was doing, they were still porting characters from the original game. Okay. But once they made it past the Boston Major, the game, everything had been ported originally from Dota. Like, there was nothing left to port. It was going to be fresh, new. Everything that they were creating was going to be brand new Dota. Like, there was people that had been, I had been looking for the, forward to this forever. Forever. And so right after the event ended, like, the Team OG won it, and they previewed the the next patch trailer. It had uh, two new heroes that they were adding to the game for the first time. So with the last couple patches they've had, they've started to add new heroes, new items. It's 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 brand new Dota. It's been a blast. Like I've enjoyed the shit out of it. And that's what keeps players like you who like this game, right? Or just anything, uh, keeping it fresh, keeping you wanting to play it and come back and having something new to look forward to. And yeah, it, it's not just the same game from day one. Correct. That's why. What that's one of the things that I think is so cool that separates esports from regular sports. Like, think of it in this way: like with esports games, not all games do it, but I'm going to take Dota for instance because mm-hmm. Dota is the game I know most about. Right. That's right. what I'm going to reference most, and. Um, they update the game right now. They're updating it on a two-week cycle. Um, they try to update the game every two weeks. There are minor changes, but what they do is they change heroes, the way heroes might work, like some of their like abilities. Nerfing yeah, nerfing buffing or buffing. And a nerf is like where they um, the hero becomes a little bit weaker. And if they buff the hero, it makes the hero a little bit stronger. And they can do the same thing with items, some patches... They'll even change the map up. Like, think about that in a regular sport. Like, if, hey, one day baseball decides to come in and say, well, we don't feel like playing in a diamond-style baseball field anymore. We're going to play on a hexagonal-style field today, and that's just the way it's going to be. And if you don't like it, then tough shit. That's, that's the way it is now. Mm. And, I mean, just think about the layers it adds to – or say like how they want to change a hero or in basketball, what if they decide to change the hoop and make the hoop smaller or make the goal taller 
or make, or if you could even get down to where you're make you're adjusting the size of players. Like that's basically what esports can do. Like they can change whatever they want, whenever they want, and to the reason they do that, it keeps the game fresh. It keeps from getting stale. Like look at it right now. Baseball is probably one of the sports that's dying quickest in America. And, and you played. Baseball. I love baseball. Like yeah, baseball you, holds a special spot in my yeah, heart. Like I grew up say. playing it. It's one of my favorite sports when it comes to you know your original sports. Um, but it's just it's such a slow paced game. Like it's, it's it's a lot of standing around that you you have action going on every play with the batter and the pitcher going back and forth. But it's a lot of everybody else just standing around. Baseball games are notorious for taking you know three hours, and sometimes there's not a lot happening. Where with esports, you know, bam, it's it's rapid stuff happening all the time on your screen. Like it's 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 not a lot of slow action ever happening in esports. Like I don't know, man. This this makes me think of so many different things. And the one thing that I want to get off my brain real quick before we keep going on yeah. is that we we're mentioning speed, right? Yeah. And that you just said like baseball is a little slow. Yeah. Things it's fun to play. Yeah. I've always had the argument where baseball is sometimes it depends on how deep you're into it. Yeah, it's funner to play than to watch. Yes, um, and that's with a lot of sports. Mm-hmm. Uh, people like fast pace, like basketball, back and forth. Soccer, soccer can be even a little bit back and forth. Yeah, uh, sports like that, hockey and football. Yeah, um, is it is it safe to say that? The rise of esports, because that's how I'll connect that. The rise of esports and all that is the result of us spending most of our time in a digital, in tech-centered, like reality, right? Because yeah. you know where baseball used to be America's pastime, it's not like that no more. And things are moving so quick, and and things are updating constantly. Your apps are updating every week. Your games are updating every two weeks. Things are fresh, but the other sports, right? You know, uh, politics and government, uh, things that we're used to are moving almost like at even a slower pace in, in our perspective now because we are so used to like things being fresh and changing. And if, hey, there's a problem with this character in Dota 2, you know, enough people talk about it. What do the devs do? They, you know what? You guys were right. We heard you. You know, next week we're putting out an update. Boom, yep. it's fixed. You know, you have a problem in anything in policy and government. It doesn't matter if you had like a whole state full of people screaming like, hey, there's something wrong. We need to fix this. The process, it's so slow. Everything, it seems slower. And that's like even with uh, like sports, like regular sports, they make changes every now and then in the off season. You know, they're like, yeah, we're, we're going to take another look at that rule like in football, right? right? There's a lot of different rules with like what's a catch and right. celebration, stuff like that. Right. They'll make those, but that takes a whole season. Yeah. So if the season starts in August, you know, it, you're stuck now. So imagine if you played a game and it's like, hey, release date is August. There won't be an update until February, you know, or March. And but but you understand that there's issues and problems because we've seen it because we're both sports fans right. and football fans that these rules can be the um, what could you know who wins and loses. So I don't know, man. I think it's interesting that uh, with these games, especially competitive multiplayer online, 
it, games, especially now with esports, where there's money on the line, there's people's um, you know livelihood, and it's it's like the new thing. But it's really what we're used to seeing, and even just watching it. I don't think there's a, a esport out there that's not entertaining to watch, even if it's not your thing. Like, say you don't really care for fighting games, right? Mm-hmm. Like your uh, Street Fighters and more combat. You can still get exciting or get excited watching. And you went to a live event, dude. I mean, the energy and everything must have been incredible, right? It's on for anybody that's ever been to like a college football game. Yeah, yeah. The stadium, of course, isn't as big as that, but it's on the same level. Like, everybody in there is super passionate about the game. Like, they're all there for the love of the game, and everybody's got their teams that they're rooting for. And regardless of who makes it to the end, if your favorite team's there or not, people are cheering their asses on. Mm. Like, I couldn't – I lost my voice (laughs) when we came out of there. Like, once the event was over, I couldn't talk anymore. I had that much fun. Like, it was hands down one of the best experiences of my life. Like, it's – it just goes back to like getting off subject a little bit, but I mean, it's something that I always growing up, I wanted to, you know, try to be a professional gamer, but I had, I was playing baseball at the time mm-hmm. and had other stuff going on school and mm-hmm. it just wasn't something that I put to the forefront, but going to event to experience that firsthand was incredible. And yeah. I want to go back to more for sure. I mean, look, if, if anybody doesn't know, you know, if we're not painting a clear enough picture of what these experiences are like, like Shane's been to one of these, I've not, and I've seen like different streams and I've yep. seen different videos, but you just Google esports, yeah. then you switch over to images, man, it looks like you're at a NFL, NBA sized event, man, and people just look like they're having a great Oh yeah, time. I mean, they have them in these giant basketball arenas oh, and... and- they're just in massive arenas. The one we went to was in Boston. It was at the Wang Theater, which is like an old, like, uh, like a orchestra style where it had the balcony and it was like more for plays in, in an essence. But um, it was so so hype because, like I said, I've never living in the South. There's not many people I can walk up to and just strike up a conversation about video games or Dota mm-hmm. or esports at all. And that's actually that photo people can't see that photo but anyway that was kind of the photo of the state like where we were at really a venue like that yeah but um yeah i mean everybody just is there for the love of the game so you can talk to anybody about anything everybody's super friendly like it's just a great time like a great time like i mean I mean the energy, man. I mean just while the energy is unreal. People have team. Different teams have chants. People get Mm -hmm. into doing chants. We were doing the wave, like you see in football (laughs) stadiums. Like it's everybody's there and everybody's having a blast. The the thing about it is too, man. It's not like if anybody's ever watched like a let's play or something. You're not just watching people play a game against each other, man. Like it looks from the atmosphere and presentation that it's pretty pretty dope in my in my opinion like you're getting all the individual you know teams uh, oh yeah or, you know these are million dollar productions yeah. that they're putting on like these are high this isn't just a random like oh five guys are sitting at a mm-hmm. fold out table with some lawn chairs <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's like one shitty screen that people are looking at like this shit is in depth like riot and- with league of legends they produce 
everything for League of Legends. Dota does it different where they sub out the production to different production companies. But all these are just, they're incredibly well done. So how incredibly would you, how well would you explain? So it'd be like if an NBA, the NBA or an NBA team uh, tells like ESPN can, they, right, they like present for, it. Yeah, yeah, to kind of set it up for everybody out there. Yeah, like yeah. how you have the NBA now and the NFL and um, MLB, other, MLB yeah, yeah, like yeah. how you have ESPN broadcast that stuff. Well, with the NFL, you have ESPN. Well, ESPN doesn't broadcast too much. They have the NFL Network yeah. like that, and then you have CBS and NBC. They spread right, it they out. spread it out a little yeah. bit. And MLB's got the MLB Network, and then they have they do stuff with like Fox. And but stuff it'd almost like that. be like the equivalent of what if the NFL said, you know what, we're done letting everybody else use this or, or, we're or gonna, broadcasting. Right, you we're got to have the NFL it, Network. It's gonna be only NFL Network. That's the way Riot does and it. They're gonna or get if NBA, of- if the only way you could watch the NBA was on NBA.com. That's like, wild, that's dude. the only way you'd be able to watch it. Like, Riot, they produce it. They produce their game. They mm-hmm. develop their game. They patch their game. They've created rules for their eSport. Like, they do it all. Like, whereas the NBA, all they really do is set up the rules of the game, enforce the rules, and market the product. Where Riot is doing all that, plus doing production for the for the things, setting up rules, setting up how the game's played, setting up these massive events. Um, while we're talking about like production, man, yeah. like I'm, I'm thinking like the reason why all these other sports really do stay relevant is because they're uh people can access them. Uh, easier because you know people have internet most people have internet a lot of people don't i mean which is a surprising stat to people but you know there's still a lot of people in this country and around the world that don't have Mm -hmm. if they have internet it's not like whoa really good right Right. but but the people who usually watch or get into esports have internet because one they're usually playing these games right correct so you know, you're you're seeing it now with the NFL. Like, I don't know if you have a Twitter or anything, but like Thursday Night Football, if you have a Twitter, it's streamed. Mm-hmm. So they're like, hey, we can start to take this content, these games, uh, and we can start putting them online because we know that people either have data on their phone. You have Verizon deals, right? So Verizon NFL is like, hey, you, get, yeah. you, you can watch the games on here. Instead of waiting till you know, watching it on TV, like on basic cable or something. So I think that's the one thing that's holding esports back though, is that they don't have like a a television cable channel dedicated or that ESPN's not giving, you know, there's nobody like that. Fox sports one, nobody's really giving them the attention or the platform they deserve. But is it because you have things like Riot Games where they're like, we're doing this all on our own. Yeah, I think it's solely because of that. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It, they they're keeping all the money in house. Yeah. They have no they they have no need to get so why cable it, television. But views. why wouldn't Riot Games, with the amount of money and viewership that they're getting, go? You know what? We're gonna make our own cable channel. You know, and it's gonna be dedicated to twenty four seven. Uh, you know, all these games are you right. know all these tournaments reruns, even classics highlights, almost like you would yeah. see on ESPN, ESPN classics stuff like that. You, but you're hitting uh, a market of people that you know don't wouldn't really just um, come. I wouldn't say they wouldn't stumble upon it, 
but it's, yeah, it's I think, easier. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, I know exactly what you're saying. I think because the reason they, I feel like they don't put it on cable is because the cable market is kind of dying. Yeah, that's true. And a lot of people, I think I saw a statistic the other day that Netflix is the number one used, like, uh, not just streaming service, but like service to watch television in general. Like mm-hmm. it, it, it has higher ratings than cable now. But um. But yeah, I think cable is a dying industry, and if they were to have a cable television show to try to broaden their viewership, the people that are going to be watching cable television would never go over there anyway. They would never stumble upon that, because everybody that's going to watch it is just going to watch it through the internet. Like They're not going to bother, because most of, like for instance for me, where I live, I don't even have cable at my house. All I have is the internet. I mean, most people yeah, don't. Everybody's people really like cutting the cable. Yeah. So. And I, I think maybe that's another uh, strategy on their part is like, yeah. hey, we're seeing the trend. We're part of that trend. Yeah. Um, everybody's getting their TV shows and movies and stuff through things like streaming services. Um, and you're seeing things like uh, last week, DC Comics, right? They announced like, hey, we're going to have our own streaming service. You're going to be able to get all of our old stuff, our old library and plus original content series. But you're seeing every channel going, okay, we have our own streaming th- service, right? And um, Or you just find them on Hulu and Netflix. So right. I think that there, if anything, you would see something in esports going to a Netflix, going to a Hulu, and going, hey, this talk business, you guys can have exclusive rights yeah. to be able to show to all your customers these tournaments and stuff instead of hey, talking to like the cable companies and going, hey, you know, right. let's get a channel. Because even if people do have cable, man, one, uh, a lot of people don't know that you can use uh, bunny ears to just get, you know, antennas. Your local channels. Yeah, to yeah. get your local channels. And yeah. then, uh, you know, people are cutting the cable. You know, I, I wouldn't have cable, honestly, yeah, if I had the choice. Pointless. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's it's interesting because it goes deeper. It goes oh, deeper yeah. than that. But um, yeah, I don't even know where we were at with the whole... I know we were talking about Dota 2 and stuff, but yeah. we're bring it back to the esports topic, you know? Yeah. Um, well, we can jump into, like, uh, you saw, like, uh, where they had that esports arena that they opened in Las Vegas? Nah, dude. Okay, it's called the Lux Gaming Center. It's where Ninja did his first um, Fortnite event that he hosted that was in Las Vegas. Is it a pyramid? Yeah, it's a pyramid. I saw a picture it, it, of that. They used to use it as a nightclub, and now they've opened it up. It's a 30,000, no, 300, no, it's 30,000, yeah, my bad, 30,000 square foot gaming center. And now it's, like, they host tournaments there, and also if you just want to go there and you can, like, pay What's it for called? the Lux? Lux. L-U-X Gaming Center. Ah, uh, I see it now. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. No, that's not it. No. Okay. Uh, let's see. Lux Gaming Las Vegas. But um, I think that's what it's called. Oh, it's Lux Or. Yeah, because that's what it used to be. Gotcha. Right? Yeah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Because I've seen that pyramid in Las Vegas. But yeah. No, I, I saw but yeah, it, they've saw opened it up as an esport uh, arena, and like that's all it's used for is now. Like they host events out of it, and like even if you they're not having like an event going on, you can just go there and game. Like, pay for a couple hours and just video game. Wow. And you got Arlington, Texas is about to open up a 100,000 square foot stadium that's going to be dedicated to esports in uh, Arlington, Texas. That's supposed to be opening up 
at the end of this year, beginning of next year. So, I mean, the, when you're starting to get arenas that are popping up for just esports, like that's all they're going to put in it is esports stuff, mm-hmm. you know you're you're knocking on that door of saying, hey, we're here. Like, we're, we're not, you know, just nerds sitting in our basement being antisocial, mm-hmm. not talking to anybody, you know, we're – we're 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 a legitimate, you know, sport. Sport now, yeah. We're it's, legitimate. It, it's like, almost like people who were playing baseball and football, like in their backyards and stuff. And now you have stadiums. Yeah. And now it's like these are designated places yeah. to play this sport. Yeah. And we are confident enough that we're gonna be able to spend this money to build this thing, and 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 people are gonna come yep. and they're gonna show up, and we're we're gonna make money. And uh, places like Las Vegas, I think that's dope. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I think, you know, the ones that you just named, the one in Texas, it's going to yeah. be, I think that's just the beginning, man. It's got to oh, be. Yeah. You're going to see major cities at least. I don't know if you're going to, we're going to go, you know, up the road and there's going to be. <laughs> no, you know, I don't think you'll see one in Alabama yeah, anytime. No, so. no. Maybe Florida, maybe yeah. Atlanta. Atlanta yeah. would be. Atlanta would probably cool be the up. closest one that would be around here. But, like, I mean, they have. The reason me and Patrick had to go to Boston to go to that eSport event was because they've never had the clo- they had a Counter-Strike event in Atlanta a couple years ago, but I was on a ski trip so I couldn't go. I was planning on going, but I was actually going to Colorado that week so I couldn't go. Mm. But the the Dota 2 event they had in Boston was the closest one they've ever had to us, so we booked our flights and had us a grand old time. But uh yeah, so I mean like I said when when you're starting to build arenas and stuff like the you're you're getting to where the sport is getting to be more legitimized and i mean that's all i've ever wanted from it like i tell people you know hey i'm watching this esports tournament this weekend like when somebody hits me up and they'll be like what you're doing what what <laughs> you're watching somebody play a video game and i'm like yeah man it's i enjoy it it's a, it's, it's, it's it's entertaining it's more entertaining for me sometimes to watch these high level tournaments because i can understand i've played the games long enough which some people won't enjoy it as much as me because I've played it long longer than they have. And some of these games are hard to, you know, first pick up what's going on. But there are some games that aren't as hard to pick up what's going on. But once you start to learn a little bit about the game and you see these high-level players performing these high-level moves in, like, the most intense situations, it um, you get a new appreciation for the game. And since I've been playing Dota for... 14 years, 13 years now. Like I can I understand everything that's going on in the game. So there's some things that I can't do, like I'm just not good enough to do it, but when I can see somebody else do it, it just gives me a whole new appreciation for the game and that player and what the whole, you know, mm-hmm. scene means to me. Like cuz I mean, what's the difference between someone who's on a flag football team or something or who spends a lot of their free time playing football which i mean that's kind of hard to do by right. yourself mm-hmm. but then they're watching football on saturday and sunday and somebody's going like why are you watching them play football you play football right exactly it's like, same it's like, uh, yeah i mean it's it's the same argument yep. so like when people say that it's different now mm-hmm. i mean at first it was very odd for people right like let's plays people like a you know older generations are like ah they're not even playing the games no more <laughs> you're just watching pewdiepie playing that game and it's like yeah, but then one, you know, I'm saving money, you know, two, it's, uh, you know, it's almost like being uh, in the same room or sitting on the couch with your friends playing yep. uh, a game or watching them play a game. Yep. 
And so, especially as you get older and everybody's busy on different schedules and stuff, it's hard to get that experience yep. again. So you have things like uh, Let's Plays and, you know, Twitch streamers and, um, you know, especially something like eSports where it's for the more competitive, um, you know, multiplayer games. Because, I mean, that's the thing that people need to understand that eSports is like what you would think as of like a sport. It's not... It's competitive. I mean, it's competitive. It's not mm -hmm. just every video game out there. You don't have just tournaments of people like playing single player games to see who do they? Do they have like speed run? They have speed run competitions or anything like that. But it's not considered. An yeah, e they do. It's, I wouldn't consider that an esport. Yeah. They do that more for like charity type stuff. Yeah, but it's still cool to see. You can still it's watch. Still, people yeah, do yeah, it. yeah, 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 yeah. But it's sure. not like me and you are gonna like right. sit down and whoever beats this game quickest. Right. I mean, and I mean these when and when we're talking about esports too, like these players that are playing in these tournaments, like they they have dedicated their lives to this. Like it's the exact same thing as an NBA player who has worked his whole life, mm -hmm. you know, to make it to the league and then be successful in the league. Like these guys want to win. Like they they put in twelve to you know fourteen hours a day practicing this game, this one game. Now, and that's that's another thing, right? That's that person. Yep. Most of these games, if not all, require teamwork. Yep. So then you have to practice and be on the same schedule as your teammates. Yep. So that requires this whole other layer of, you know, organizing and getting together or like, you know, grouping up. And then you have to work on team chemistry, yeah. communication, yep. teamwork. So the same things... Like when you and I, like I went to football practice, you went to baseball practice, are happening because, like, let's be honest. I think like besides fighting games, like esports is a team. Yes, all game. Most of the games are five v five, so you could equate it to like basketball in the right. sense. And like, it's not like boxing or MMA, which no. is like fighting. So right. I mean, we really are seeing this new like rise yeah. of the next generation of sports i don't think we're gonna lose um football baseball hockey all the ones that we grown up with and everything right. but i mean they're the same thing but they're digital right and there and there's maybe some like fake violence you know stuff right. like that but there's strategy there's all the things that you need when you're playing uh the sports that we all know uh and to prepare, like you're saying, it takes practice. You don't just say, you know, I have a good time playing games. I think I could just go and give it a shot. Yeah, you would get murked, man. You would get destroyed. I mean, that's what's happened for a lot of people. We we grew up in this before online multiplayer games, online multiplayer <laughs> yeah. games, right? So yeah. I don't know if you've ever like played with your friends and been like, dude, I'm the I, best. I, I'm the best out here. And then you jump online and you get humbled. You real get humbled. fucking quick. And even if you don't at first, you jump in that ranked. Like I, I got in ranked on um, Paladins, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, no, no, man. It it's, a be, it's a different element. You have to. It has to be, especially if it's a team sport. You can't just go into ranked games with some randos no, it's super and expect hard. to. You know, you. It's not impossible. You'll you'll pull out some dubs oh, yeah. every now and then, but. It's so it helps so much if me and you know how to communicate. We yep. know our strengths, communication, and, and those games mm -hmm. are key. Like especially the MOBA style games. Like communicate. Those games are like to give somebody like an example. They're like 
basketball and chess, but mm-hmm. like on steroids in a sense because they're they're super they're fast paced, they're super fast paced. A lot of and, shit's going on, and there's so many layers to the game mm-hmm. that you have to you have to be knowing what your opponent is doing when you don't see them on the map. Oh, like if you even though you don't see them or what they're doing, you have to know what they're doing. You have to have such anticipation that you're planning out their moves. That way, you don't get screwed over. And and, that, and like you said, that's just one of the layers, right? You need to layers. know what your opponent's doing. Yeah. You need to know what you're doing. You need to know, know what, what your, your teammates, teammates are doing. doing. Yep. You need to know what's going on around you because yep. it's not just you guys. There's like I guess like NPCs like in a yep. lot of these games, right? Yep. So you have to. Your brain is firing off on all pistons yep. man it's crazy dude so to me people who argue that esports video you know competitive gaming is really not a sport you know is the same kind of people that say that a nascar driver isn't an athlete right i, I mean because it's not what we're conditioned to see and what we've seen before like people like you know a little little plug here for the LeBron James episode, uh, <laughs> episode seven, but he is an athletic specimen, yeah. dude. So He's a freak, but athletic if you freak. saw probably one of the best esports players, they don't look like LeBron James. No, there's you know? very few that look like that. Yeah. Very, but not any, <laughs> but for a lot of people, you being a professional athlete requires that you look a certain way that you go to the gym and you're yep. lifting. And you no. have to be doing something physical. Yeah. That's what a bunch of people get stumbled on is that the fact that you're sitting down at a computer. Yeah. You're not doing anything physically, so it's not a sport. Well, then those people need to go up to people who play chess yep. and other things. And drive go, NASCARs, oh, drive Indy cars. You're just using your brain. Yeah. yeah, so I guess you're not breaking a sweat there. Yeah. Are you sweating here? You need some Gatorade? No, I mean... It, it, and, dude, if things get intense, you saw it, you see it, like... You, it's not just clicking buttons and moving sticks and doing all that. You're going to get hyped up in the zone, sweating probably. Like people joke around like when you're playing online, like, oh, it's a bunch of sweaty palm tryhards, right? Oh, yeah. But, I mean, that's what it takes because if you're one second off, if your reaction time, if your hand-eye coordination isn't in sync, your muscle memory, uh, you've probably seen it from playing. You'll play one game, right? Especially online and competitive. Then you go into another one and then you're like, oh man, I'm slow because I got used to like my hands and my fingers reacting when I see things on the screen yeah. and knowing what I need to do. Like for instance, for me personally, like Fortnite, uh, you know, I would play and then, uh, you know, the building and stuff and knowing where the buttons are and how to react in those. Cause you'll, you'll people are trying oh, to yeah. kill, you. kill you. instantly. Yeah. But then I went to something like H1Z1 and there's, uh, you know, you have to change your whole map and your your mind. So I, I don't know, man. I get really frustrated when people um, have that 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 disgusting look on their face when they think of like, oh, you consider that a sport? And it's like, dude, I think you just don't understand unless somebody broke it down for you, which is unfortunate. But I think right. we're really on the verge of it just being globally accepted as what it is because yeah it's just i mean it's right around the corner i mean it's starting to get accepted now oh yeah um but i mean it's still a ways away and i mean the reason it's starting to get accepted now like last year the dota 2 international which is their biggest tournament that they produce each year it's like the finale to their season in a sense Mm -hmm. last year it was up to a whopping 
$26,967,000 was the total prize pool. Mm-hmm. That is a lot of money for one video game. And that's why I say these people, they put in, you know, blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah, like, yeah. They, they put in a lot of hours and a lot of time for this one turn. Like, everything culminates to this one tournament at the end of the year. Yeah, you may, you know, lose a lot of the tournaments throughout the year. But if you make it to that one tournament and can win it, mm-hmm. then the whole season is a success. Because, like, last year, the first place team, Team Liquid which is like a team, um, it's a gaming organization that is across a bunch of different games. But they won the international last year with a bunch of, a mix of European players. And for first prize, they got $10 million. Which to put that into perspective of like some of your sports in uh, America, or not just in America, but over in the world, mm-hmm. um, the highest paying golf tournament, is the U.S. Masters, and they pay $10 million for the whole tournament. That's for the whole tournament. Last year alone, the International raised $24 million. And the way they raise the money is they do it through crowdfunding. Like, everybody that plays the game, they release this thing called a compendium, which gives you, like, added bonuses to the games, like cosmetic items and different makes effects look different in the game. Just a cool little thing. And 25% of all the money that goes from that goes to the prize pool. So it's a cool way of the gaming company, you know, giving a little bit back to the gaming community. And uh, um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it blew the Masters, which is a highly regarded, you know, sporting event out of the fucking water. Like, blew it out of the water. And and that, that falls into that category of... Sports that is kind of dying off yeah. for for younger people and people you know growing up because it's either too slow, or you know it's just not as entertaining to watch as right. some of these other things. And you know another thing about esports is that just like most sports, man, you need equipment, right? Yep. You need some kind of tools. So there are you you know you need to go and invest money time into honing that craft but you know you get a headset you buy the uh your computer you know gaming system you you there's other stuff like when you were to um play baseball right you would need certain things you need a glove you need cleats you Mm -hmm. need this so i mean it's just i think it's more of people not wanting to accept that yeah uh because now like for me and you probably are a little envious now that we're um because it's never too late to get into stuff like that but wouldn't it have been cool to grow up in a world right where it is more mainstream like the sports that we grew up playing and and that were the norm and like our high school had you know uh what if they had a esports team of some sort you know and I think that's we're really close to that being like oh, yeah. the thing. Oh yeah. I think, you know, our kids and our kids' kids for sure, like esports will probably be the number one sport, I think. Um maybe not the number world, but it'll probably be the number two sport in the world behind soccer. And by the time, you know, our kids are starting to have kids. Because like like for instance with American football, like with all the stuff that's coming out with about the brain injuries mm-hmm. and and these kids colliding with each other at such a young age, I think more parents are starting to realize, you know, well, they don't want to put their kid through that risk. So they can get just as much enjoyment, if not more enjoyment, out of playing this video game 
and it's zero risk on your body. The only risk you could possibly have would be like carpal tunnel, stuff yeah. like that. Later and maybe on your eyes from looking and at your screens, eyes. Yeah, looking yeah. at the screen for so long, but they're starting to develop glasses and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And there's there's certain screens that you can buy that have the the tents in them to where yeah. they don't hurt your eyes as bad. So I think it's and that goes back to you know like when we start having kids, you know like I'm. If my kid wants to play football, you know, I'd let him. But right. I would try to steer him away from that. And all those heavy contact style sports that, I mean, football is a collision sport. It is, yeah. I mean, a lot of us played it growing up, but it's it's real rough on the body. And it's something tough to put your kid through at such a young age. Um, yeah. So, I mean, but I mean, they may change things to, you know, keep football more relevant where, you know, kids at a younger yeah. age aren't colliding Make into each safer. other. Or, yeah. But then it goes back to like if your kid came up to you and told you the other thing where they're like, Hey dad, uh, I want to be like a esports. Uh, what do you, what do you call that? Like, are you, uh, cause if, if you play in the, if you want to be a basketball player, you're a yeah. basketball player. What is somebody who wants to be, you know, compete in esports? Is there a term yet for that? Like, um, uh, I guess it just depends. It de- kind of depends on the game. Like Dota, we just call them Dota pros. Mm-hmm. Like Dota pros or, or just like a you professional have, you have league pros. Yeah, 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 pro gamer. Pro right? gamer. That's. But like you were talking about the money, man. Oh, I mean, money is astronomical. Now it's it's just like anything else, man. You know, not it's not everybody's going to get there. There's only so many spots. There's mm-hmm. only so many things. So I mean, you have to really believe in yourself and put the time into oh, yeah. it and not just casual gaming. Cause that's a whole thing. Just cause you don't get it confused that me spending a lot of time doing something means that I'm good at it. Right? No, you, I can spend a lot of time just kind of like for entertainment yeah. uh, and stuff, play a game. But if you're really sitting down to play, to achieve that level of um, skill, uh, to be on a professional level, I think you you play, you practice how you play, right? Oh yeah. So it's just like anything else. But yeah, I mean, you're always gonna have those. Even when it comes to esports, you just you have players that were born with the ability to play the game, kind of mm-hmm. like how you mentioned LeBron James earlier. Like LeBron James was born to play basketball. Yeah, yeah. Like there was nothing else that guy was created. <laughs> yeah. Like he was born to be a star in basketball, and you have those players that are like to go back to LeBron, like. If he wanted to, he could have been a mediocre player and probably never practiced in his life. Mm -hmm. Like, he probably could have made it to the league just on the way his ability is, his freakish athlete, his athletic ability, his size, all Mm -hmm. that stuff. He probably could have made it to the league. He may not have been as good as he is now, but how he got to as good as he is now is that hard work and that dedication to Mm -hmm. perfecting his craft. Mm -hmm. And that's the way a lot of these these. Um, some of these esports players are, you know, there, there's been some players that have been around that have been considered, you know, like greats of their time or greats of, you know, for a few years. And it's the, these young kids that come in, a lot of them that are just naturally gifted to where mm-hmm. they're, you know, they can see things that, that I can't or mm-hmm. they, their reactions are just mm-hmm. so much more quicker than I am. And that's just something you're born with. But then you also have to put in that hard work and dedication to become the greatest. And some of these people, you know, they've been trying. I've, I actually, when I went to Boston, met a player um, that I had been following for a long time and got to, you know, have a conversation with him at the bar and just get to know more about him. And, you know, it's something, it's cool to see the human side of him because all I see is the professional gamer side of him when he streams, like the streaming side of him. And it was right after he had lost. So, you know, it's, you got to see kind of that heartbreak a little bit, like Mm -hmm. something that he's put so much time and dedication and work into 
and it just, you know, kind of slips through his fingers like that. And that's that, that's that real human emotion that, um, I think that esports is able to capture a little bit better than regular sports. Um, because some sports capture it better than others, like with basketball, with them not having like all the pads and stuff on, um, um, and their seasons are pretty and, long. Yeah, too. their seasons yeah. are long, a lot of games, and yeah. and you get kind of some interaction with them on the court and whatnot. But you don't have like, for instance, like with Twitch, like when players get done playing in the tournament, they have a lot of them have Twitch accounts, and you know they have a huge cult following, not cult, but just a huge <laughs> following yeah, yeah. of people, so that they get to interact with on a daily basis when they're not you know competing in a tournament, whereas a professional quarterback like people just can't you know have a conversation with tom brady like when he gets done playing on sunday he's not going to football.com and talking with all of his fans you know and telling them about how the tournament went or giving them tips and stuff like that so were were you a little hesitant to like approach this guy i mean i was a little bit not gonna lie to you i'm not gonna lie to you i was a little bit nervous because i've been following this guy since the han days like i talked about earlier the heroes of new earth days like he was a um a pretty big player in the scene back then. His name is if any nobody's probably going to know this, but I'm going to shout his Go name. Go ahead, man. Yeah, play. Kyle Swindlemelons Friedman. Whoa, my gosh, yeah, I don't yeah. know now. Yeah. Uh, old, old swindle Swindlemelons. Yeah, he 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 cut wow. the swindle out when he went from Han to Dota two and just became Melons. But now he 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 doesn't play anymore. He's or he just got basically booted off his last team and he's just been casting now mm-hmm. and now he just goes with his name Kyle but he's a super cool dude like a lot of people give him shit because he's real brash like he tells you how it is and I mean he's one of those guys that he wears his emotion on his sleeve like he wants to win and he's putting in the effort yeah. and when he does authentic yeah, he shows, yeah exactly you're not getting anybody fake you're getting yeah. a real person and so yeah I was a little nervous when I saw him you know standing at the bar with his team and you know there were some people that were going up and talking to him and I was like oh man I don't you know I don't know how to go up to him and start this conversation but you know I just went up to him and I was like yo what's up Kyle um he said hey how's it going and I was like man I've been following you since the stay green days and that was his team and Han and when I said that his face just lit up. It was like I just made his day. Like after he had lost in this tournament, because when they were in Han, they were, a, they were like one of the best teams in the world. They were winning a lot of tournaments. So when I stayed that, they used to have a chant that they would go, "Stay green, stay what? Stay green, stay what?" And so when I told him uh, I followed him from the Stay Green days, he started doing that chant, and me and him just started going back and forth in the middle of the bar, just screaming at it back and forth. Because he probably, especially after losing, man, yeah, like, he probably had this feeling that people that were coming up to him just they they saw him at the event yeah so it means something when it's like you saw me when i was at the beginning yeah man. yeah like that's yeah that's cool that must be a cool feeling to have yeah you know? so he bought me a drink i bought him a drink we hung out for like a good little while and it was an awesome time it was an awesome time so but you know like you said you watched him you get to I've most of the time with any kind of Twitch streamer or any of those people, I like the ones that are like, if I were to run into you, yeah. I'm going to meet the same person that I yeah. saw on screen. And that's what I liked about him so much. He was super authentic. I always yeah. felt like people gave him shit because he was too real sometimes. But I felt like, you know, I'd rather have somebody that was being their actual self than yeah. somebody that was being fake all the time. Yeah, because you can tell. He was. It's yeah. really easy. And I mean, he was very similar in person as he was on the computer, you know, and it was just. 
it was very surreal because like that's like for some people could relate it to like you know meeting a famous athlete that's basically what it was like i treat these people as like famous athletes like they're people that i've been following for a long time and it's the one and only time i ever got to meet him and he was a bomb ass dude like he was cool as hell i guess that's what you would have to do man i mean you gotta go i know that it's not the almost fangirled almost fangirled a little bit i was gonna say like you know other than the fact that they just lost i mean if i came up to uh somebody i had been following or looking up to or watching and stuff yeah, even though it's not the perfect condition, you know, it would have been even cooler if they're like, yo, we won, we're all hyped and happy. You would have yeah. felt like, dude, I'm going to go up to this guy like yeah. nothing. But, you know, you you had the decency, though, yeah. and the respect to be like, you know, I don't, how would I feel if I just right. did this and then I have people coming up to right. me? Maybe he's not in the mood, but, you know. Right. But I felt like, you know, since he was out at the bar, he was willing, you know, to meet his fans. Yeah, it's he's out in public. Thing. Yeah, so, you know. which I give him more props for doing after, you know, just taking yeah. a tough loss. And a t- that was a $2 million tournament. Like, that was a big tournament. Like, and there see, was a lot of money. And they, they qualified for it, went there, played, lost. And I don't think, I don't know if they got any money out of it. I'm sure like, they might have got something. But. In, in any sport, man, or anything competitive, there are sore losers. Oh, yeah. You know, and then nobody likes to lose. Yeah. But um, especially when you got what two million dollars on the line, that's I mean, a lot of money. That's you know your your day in life go in one or the other direction if you win or lose. Yep. So uh, it's hard to swallow that, you swallow know. Especially pill, you yeah. got to have that pride and confidence, man. Mm-hmm. You got to have that. You don't just go up there and go, well, if I lose, it's okay because <laughs> you're gonna lose because yeah. you just you need to at least in that moment go. I got this shit and be as confident as you can and, and really dig deep. But that's cool, man. I didn't know. Like, I've never really met anybody like that. Like, Yeah, it was an awesome because what we did to meet them, yeah. they had what was called was a Reddit pub crawl. Cool. Like on the Dota 2 subreddit for the tournament, a bunch of people posted. They had set up like five bars that we were going to bar hop through um, Boston. And they were the only team that showed up. Like none of the other teams showed. There was eight teams there, I believe. Yeah, it was eight teams. And they were the only team that showed up that night. So it was super cool. And it was one of them, it was not my favorite team was there, but they were my second favorite team. Um, EG is one of my favorite organizations, and they were there. So I was rooting for them and Complexity. He was playing for a team called Complexity at the time. And so it sucked that they got knocked out, but it was cool because if they hadn't got knocked out, I may not have seen him because he would have had a game the next day and he wouldn't have been out drinking. You know, they'd have been getting prepped for his game. But. To go full circle kind of with the story, me and Patrick actually, <laughs> at the end of the event, we got we snuck into the VIP after party. What? Yeah, we just we where didn't, was we didn't really sneak was in. It, it was kind of across the street at oh. a bar, like down underground, like it was in a basement. Oh, snap. We didn't really sneak in. The bo- bouncer just let us in. I think he thought we were with somebody, like, because we, we saw, we had heard rumors about there being a VIP after party. Right. That was only going to be for mainly like the players and like production crew or whatever. So we were like, well, maybe we can get in. You know, like, we never know what will happen. Yeah. So we're just walking around outside the venue because we had no idea where it was. And we saw one of the players for Team EG. And so we're like, okay, well, let's just follow him. He was walking around with the manager. So we're like, we must, they must, they're either going to their hotel or they're going to the party. One of the two. Hopefully we'll get lucky. And sure enough, they were going to the party. So when we saw what line they got in, we got in right behind them. And right after the bouncer checked uh, them, he uh, asked us for our IDs, showed him our ID, 
and uh, he put a red X on our hand, or not a red, a black X. And most of the time, when you go to a bar, anytime I've gotten an X marked on my hand, that means like you're underage, like they don't they won't serve you alcohol. Mm-hmm. So I asked the bouncer, I was like, "What's up with the X?" I was like, "I'm uh, I'm not underage. What does that mean?" He's like, "Oh, it's a free bar, open tab downstairs tonight. Everybody drinks for what? free. So that's just to let the bartenders know they can serve you." I was like, up there "No flex. fucking way!" So we get down there. It's an open bar, and every team from the tournament is down in there. Oh my! Me God. and Patrick were was the only. Was it? Pretty, it was a pretty small room. Was it pretty like, crowded? Oh, it was super crowded. All these oh, they had, dude. They had. Uh, oh, it was like a open mic karaoke. What? Dude, I got so <laughs> trashed that I sang Afro Man Colt Forty Five oh, in front of all, all of those? like my Dota icons. Damn. But I had a fucking blast. That's amazing. Like it was amazing. Like nobody really. I ran into Kyle again, and he looked at me, and he was like, bro, how'd you get in here? And, and I just kind of held my fingers up, thumbs up, yeah. and then went to the mouth and was like, shh, don't yeah. tell anybody. Like, keep it low, low. And he was like, yo, dude, I got you. I ain't worried about you. That's cool, and dude. when me and Patrick got in there, we were just like, yo, as long as we don't fanboy out real hard and yeah. be like, let's take a bunch of pictures of people. Cool. Yeah, just play yeah. it cool. And like, if anybody asks us, all we got to do is say, oh, we're worth production. Yeah, yeah. But nobody asked us. Nobody cared. Yeah. It was after the tournament was over. Everybody was getting drunk as fuck. As long as you're not yeah. disturbing or making a scene. And so or, I was going around, you know, getting to talk to players that I never thought in my yeah. life I was going to be able to have a conversation with. And I even asked some of them if they wanted to sing, you know, karaoke oh, with me. And that, it was just a good old go time. Well None of them wanted to sing nah, it with me. They're probably like, no, um, I got this chick to sing with me, though. That's cool. so, yeah, that was a plus. I, I'm not much of a karaoke person. I It's the first time in my life I've ever done it. Oh my so God. that's got to tell you how good I must have been feeling you from the like, alcohol yeah. to sing in front of a random group of people that I've never met before in my life, yeah. other than I've seen them play Video that's games. A, yeah, that's another thing. It's not just a random group of It's people trainers. that I've looked You've up seen, to like at like yeah. this is almost like me getting to party with like the New York Yankees yeah, in a yeah. sense. It's like how yeah. this is going down. Let me so so we're talking about teams, man, yeah. right? And that, this is something I wanted to ask you cuz this is something I want to know, but I think anybody who's listening would want to know, especially if they're curious about esports, mm-hmm. right? When I tell if you come up to me, right, and you go, "Hey man, uh heard about this thing called football man yeah. uh tell me you know what are some of the teams out there it's easier for me to tell you because they're associated with major cities right right they're pretty famous so when it comes to the teams in esports like is that something that there are you know that you have to like uh research or just kind of watch some and they're consistently the same teams or is it always a bunch of new uh, teams coming out there, but there are some that are, you know, pretty yeah. re- repetitive? And, and, and not only that, like, um, do you have any favorite ones? And, you know, just how do you go about discovering those teams that compete in these? Right. Because I think some people would think that it's just random groups of people, you know, they just enter in these tournaments. But there's right. not really, like, solid teams like the Boston Celtics you know, the, mm-hmm. the L.A. Lakers and stuff right. like that. So, like, can you explain that when it comes to the eSport? Yeah, Overwatch world? is the first league that actually did um, this year when they did their Overwatch League. They did a city – they did it kind of marketing after, like, the normal sports, like where they had, like – each team was based out of a city. Like, you had, like, the Houston Outlaws, and you had one in Boston and one in Miami – but prior to that, everything was done by just an organization. Like you had different, you have your, you have main organizations. One of the main organizations in North America you have is 
Cloud9 and Evil Geniuses. Team Liquid, I'm not sure if they're a North American organization or a European organization. Um, but, uh, yeah, some of your major, major organizations are Evil Geniuses, or EG for short. You have Cloud9. Um, you have um, Immortals. You have Liquids. You have um, Navi. You have Virtuous Pro. You have uh, Team Secret, Team Solo Mid. Um, you got Chinese organizations. Yeah, I was like about LGD. to ask you that. Is is this only confined? This because I know that this is worldwide. This is worldwide. Yeah, right? and back in the day, and early on esports, a lot of your teams were more country oriented. Like mm-hmm. where you, a lot of your Chinese players just play with Chinese players. A lot of your your European countries were a little bit more mixed. Um, because this, the diversity of languages and whatnot in Europe, like it's easier for those players to mix and match. But and in the U.S., you had mainly U.S. players playing with U.S. Occasionally, you'd have Canadians mixed in there. But now, with the way internet is and the way tournaments work, a lot of teams are more like you don't have just five. Ooh, you don't have just five. Um, players really from one country hardly anymore china's about the only country that still does that to where it's and that's just because they have so many people in the game so popular over there but like one of the big north american organizations right now is optic gaming and they only have uh their dota team only has um like two north american players and a bunch of european players Mm -hmm. but to get back on the organization thing these organizations are the, the bigger organizations have games in all different types of genres. Like when I said EG, for instance, earlier, like EG, they have a Dota team. They have um, uh, fighting game teams. They have a Rocket League team. Um, you have stuff like Complexity Gaming that has Call of Duty and um, Counter-Strike and Dota and League of Legends. Yeah, you're kind of cl- you're really clearing it up for me because I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that there was like, hey, we are a group, right? Yeah, they're basically. And, like, but we play different games yeah. and we have different. Okay. To kind of set it up in another way is like if the if the NBA was to do this, it would be like not really the NBA, but like if sports in general were to do this, it would be like if the LA Lakers were not only in basketball. But you had the L.A. Lakers in baseball. It wasn't the L.A. Dodgers. It was you had the L.A. Lakers in baseball, L.A. Lakers in football, L.A. Lakers in basketball, L.A. Lakers in golf, L.A. Lakers in pool. It's the same name. It's going to have different players. Different rosters. Yeah, different rosters in each game. But they're all going to be playing under affiliated by the same organization. That makes more sense to me because I didn't know that. I thought it was like. If you had things like I've heard of Cloud Nine, just the name. Yeah. So I thought like that's a group of guys or girls or whatever yeah. that are they just that's their, they play one game and that's their thing. Right. But if you're telling me that there's like that's how it really works for a lot of them, mm-hmm. that makes sense to me. Yeah, a lot of them. Primarily, all of I mean, you have some people that aren't affiliated with gaming organizations, mm-hmm. but for your most part, the ones when you get to like your bigger tournaments. They're all sponsored by an organization. And when I mean sponsored, like these organizations pay these players a a contract, just like in any normal sport. And the reason they pay them a contract is because if they don't practice their game on a daily basis, 
then they're not going to be able to compete at the highest level. In order to compete at the highest level, you have to practice every day. In order to practice every day, you have to have somebody that's going to pay your bills for you. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. if not, then you're never going to you're not going to be able to pay your internet bill or live in a house or do anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So these organizations uh, give these players, you know, a uh, a contract just like any other sport would and depending on you know if the team's not panning out if they thought it was going to do really well and you know they go through like a year of rough patches you have trades and people leaving team just like any other normal sport mm-hmm. but yeah the only difference in esports from regular sports in this is the fact that you have these organizations and they're over a broad they're over a broad range of games like they could be a first-person shooter game or a MOBA game or a Rocket League game or a Battle Royale game. But each game is going to have its own team. Mm-hmm. Like, the, like for instance, Cloud9 has a PUBG team, a Battle Royale team. Those four players that are in that game won't play Dota. Like, they're going to have their own separate Dota team, but they're both going to be called Cloud9. Okay. It's like a company yeah. that has different yeah. departments. Yep, basically. So, yeah, that makes sense now. Yeah. Tell me why they even in Overwatch League, man, that LA has two teams, bro. Yeah. Why they got, I didn't know that. I didn't know that either, but they're and, the, and not only that, but they they're they're one and two. It's the, the Los Angeles Gladiators and the Valiant. Yeah. That's uh that's I hate I kind of don't like when a team or a, a city has more than one team. Yeah, it was funny me and my buddy were talking about it the other night, like the state of California alone, they have Five baseball teams, four football teams, four basketball teams, and three hockey teams just in the state. That's 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 almost a little overboard, man. Yeah, I mean, just to be my my perspective on it is, man, because like you know, (laughs) LeBron James going to L.A. You know, you have another team there, man. Imagine if you're a Clippers fan. And the the best player went to that LA team. Yeah, he's yeah. in LA. He's in LA. He just gonna, chose the better team. Don't they share the same state or the I believe, arena? Yeah, I believe they both play. In the and they dri- you're driving down the street. On one side, you get LA <laughs> stuff like Lakers, and then on, you're like, oh, <laughs> we don't got LeBron. No. Um, dang. So yeah, yeah I didn't know how that worked with uh, different teams yeah. and organizations. And, and see, stuff. with the organizations, like, they sponsor these players. They pay them a stipend, a contract, you could say. Mm-hmm. And then if the team wins the tournament, the organization's going to take a cut of the winnings mm-hmm. for, you know, being the organization, and the players get a cut. I'm sure some organizations may take more cut than others. Some may not take any cut. It just depends on the organization. Right. But, yeah, it's – uh. It's got some similarities to, to regular sports, and it's got its differences, but I think it's, you know, knocking on the door of – of it's it's already surpassed view, in viewership. It's already surpassed um, the NBA Finals. Major, um, yeah, major sporting yeah, events. Yeah, major sporting event you know, finals. You're talking um, about the, the Masters and yep, stuff and, and yep. as far as money and probably even viewership yep, too, yep, man. Yeah, League of Legends last year I think surpassed um, – it surpassed the NBA Finals and probably the MLB Finals too, and I think they're expecting by the year 2020 mm-hmm. that it's going to surpass the um, Super Bowl, which the Super Bowl is the number one watched sporting event in the U.S. At least, it's, but, it, it, I think it averaged like 111 million viewers last yeah. year. 
So, and I mean, 2020 is only a year and a half away. It's 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 kind of crazy how fast it's growing, man. I mean, oh, yeah. really, if you once you once you start looking at the stats and the numbers, man, yeah, it's a little out there. You're like, whoa, this yeah. is kind of moving at a pace that I don't think anybody. I wasn't expecting it. Like, it took it a while to get here, but now that it's got here, it's going through the roof. Well, like in that, we like we watched, and anybody who wants to see other people explain esports or talk about, it, we we watched that Netflix yeah, series. Explained. Explain. Yeah, they have an episode about esports, yeah. which they. They might articulate a little bit better than yeah. we did, but they're not going to go quite as in depth with some of the stuff. But it'll give you another point yeah. of view on what we just kind of talked but about. They mentioned like how this all started in arcades and stuff. Yep. So yep. I mean, you know, competitive gaming and stuff like it's that. Been around, it's been since around since the eighties. Like yeah, it's so been around for a while. We were saying it's growing fast, but in, in, and if you look at it that way too, you're also going. This is a long time oh, yeah. coming and building up. You know? yep. And there's, like I said, kind of in the start of the podcast, that the reason I think it's grown the way it has has been because of Twitch. It finally got a viewing platform yeah. that anybody with an internet connection could watch. Okay, so that's perfect, man. I'm going to segue that because I got two more things before we wrap up the show. Unless yeah. you got anything else you want to add. No, um, so if anybody wanted to get into esports, yeah, how would you suggest they do it? Like at the most uh, simplest, you know, the way. Basic like level. You know, yeah, basic level. Go, hey, you want to get in esports? This is how you sh- you you do it. This is what you should look for. Yep. You know, and these are your options. Kind of like give somebody a, a quick walkthrough on like how after even listen listening to, to us, us that they want to you know kind of even just see what we're talking about because they're curious. Right. You know? The best place to go is going to be Twitch.tv. Yeah. Um, to watch it and. It's kind of hard to follow when all these tournaments are going on. Um, different tournaments are at different times. But if you go on Twitch, it'll have the – when you go onto the, the front page, mm-hmm. it'll have the um, most viewed games that are being played at the time. And you can click on the, uh, the game, and it'll open up all the streams for the game. And once you get in there, you can find one that maybe is hosting like a tournament. Um and start it that way. Um, so, so I guess like probably the best look, way look through games first. Yeah, the best know? way that I would say to do is find a game that you're kind of passionate about. Mm-hmm. Whether it's if it's like a if you enjoy the Call of Duty or the Counter Strike style, the first person shooter mm-hmm. style games, then you're gonna want to check out you know something like Fortnite or PUBG or Counter Strike or COD. Or if you're into MOBAs or real-time strategies, you're going to want to check out something like StarCraft Mm -hmm. or League of Legends or Dota. And just go on there, you know, once a day and and look and see if there's any tournaments going on. And just the best way to learn is just to watch. And, I mean, you can go on Reddit, too, Every if anybody out there knows about Reddit, reddit Mm -hmm. reddit.com. It's... uh, all these games have their own subreddits that'll post tournaments and stuff like that on there. But I recommend to everybody the International is coming up in August um, for Dota 2. It's their biggest. They just had the qualifiers for it. All the teams are qualified, and now all they got to do is play the big tournament. But it it happens in August. I recommend everybody to try and watch that. Um, yeah, uh, a couple years ago they did a they had. Um, several different streams set up. They had a normal stream for like viewers like me, and then they had what they called the beginner stream, which is for people 
that were new to esports or new to the game of Dota, where they had people breaking down the game at a more basic level to try to bring new viewers in. Mm-hmm. And I would be shocked if they didn't do something like that again this year. I heard it got you know good feedback last year. So just checking stuff out like that, like um, all YouTube, these. Yeah, YouTube's another YouTube platform. is another yeah. platform you can use. Um, a lot of these gaming companies um, have Twitters, and they'll post stuff on Twitter. Um, I don't use Twitter. I don't know a lot of people that do, but you mm-hmm. can find stuff on there. But yeah, the best place to go is going to be Twitch.tv. Twitch. Yeah. And, and Twitch just, is an app that you can download. You can get it on your phone. Yep. Yeah. You can get it on your phone, your computer, your, some TV, some smart TVs. You yeah. have Twitch apps now. So, um, yeah. Another cool thing about most of these games that we've talked about in this episode and, and talked about before and just in esports in general is that if you watch these and you like them, then you more than likely have the ability to access them in some way because actually some of the a lot of these are free to play. Yeah, most just about every game that you've heard me talk about today has been free to play. Yeah, so I mean, it, and that's another thing that's cool about it. I mean, besides needing the uh, the equipment and everything to to play these games, and a lot of these are going mobile and going to cell phones. So if you have a good enough cell phone, you could probably play some of these. I mean, PUBG is on mobile now. I know. Uh, yep. Fortnite's coming over there. I don't know if they're gonna do. Uh, would MOBA work on the uh, on a cell phone? Uh, they have a MOBA style game on the cell phone, but it's pretty trash. It's in pretty my trash. Yeah. yeah, people play it, and I mean, cell phone games. Oh, man, are there's the so many. Out there, there's so many trash, trash cell phone games yeah. that people play and spend money on that I'm yeah. just like, dude, what are you doing? Um, so I, I, yeah, I think Twitch. I agree with you. I think Twitch is the best way. To, to get exposed to that world. See, IRL right now on Twitch has 52,000 views. Somebody's, if you click on it, I bet somebody's streaming like a podcast right now or something. Oh, yeah. They, they actually have like talk shows as yeah. an option too. And that's uh, that's something I'm, I'm looking into. Um, so I think people should be able to find, um, and you can just Google esports and I'm sure you'll find something or an article that points you in a direction if yeah. if we didn't make it clear enough for you, but I think we did. Yeah. Um, uh, one more question before we wrap it up, but so what are you looking forward to? I know you mentioned that uh, the international, yeah, maybe. it's actually going on. The do we main event's if, going on during my birthday. Do you know the birthday. name? I could probably find the. Oh, do you know the date? Do you know the actual? It's August. The main event is like I believe August twenty first through like the twenty seventh. It runs right around like the, between my birthday and yeah, the international two thousand eighteen. It's August twentieth through the twenty fifth. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Okay. That way we could get my people... birthday's on the twenty fourth, so uh-huh. it'll be I'm definitely gonna be watching that on my birthday. So um so you got that going on. Um, yeah, you got what, that going on. What what other things are you looking forward to when it comes to esports and what are you currently paying attention to? Because I know you do watch uh, you know, Twitch and stuff in your free time. So yeah, I watch like... a lot of Twitch in my free time. I've been watching, like I said, uh the Dota qualifier qualifiers just mm-hmm. finished up a couple weeks ago i was watching that um any of the big counter-strike tournaments whenever they're going on i'll watch those um i don't watch a whole lot of league of legends yeah um just because i prefer dota over it. They're the same style game so it's no need for me to watch the other one i'll watch the league when it gets to their big finale tournament at the end of the year right um they call it the lcs but i don't remember when it is Besides, um, beside events, is there any specific players you want to plug before we, you know, you know, end this episode? As far as like, you know, we talked about the games that people can find 
to watch, but is there any Twitch streamers or players that you want to like, hey, if you want to see <laughs> the best of the best or someone who's really good and entertaining to watch, yeah, uh, who were, who would be like just a couple that you can think of? Um, in Dota, um, one of the biggest streamers, he doesn't stream that much anymore, but his name is Arteezy. And you He's, can find probably clips of these people. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Arteezy is like, um, he's a one of the better players in the world. He's never won a big tournament, but he's still regarded as one of the best mechanical players in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is spelled A-R-T-E-E-Z-Y, Arteezy. Or you can spell it R-T-Z. That's mm. short. Um, but he's, if you want to get into Dota, he's a good one to watch. There's a lot of good Dota streamers out there. Um, um, if you're wanting to get into like FPS games, I highly recommend watching Shroud. He's a former Counter-Strike pro. He plays a lot of Battle Royale style games now, mm-hmm. but he's super interactive with his chat. He, uh, and that's, yeah, we didn't really touch on that whole part of the, the yeah. streaming and the Twitch. Yeah. But I mean, we were, we weren't really focused yeah, on that, we're but more that, that is another sport. fun aspect. Oh yeah. Is the it's chat like a community and, yeah. and the interaction because, yeah. uh, my friend Jackson, he was in town and we were watching different Fortnite streamers and stuff. And one of the things he was talking about is just like paying attention to like, some of the shit that is said on the chat, dude, that's almost sometimes more entertaining. Oh, yeah. The than... chat, a lot of times I'll catch myself not even watching the stream. Yeah, I'll just yeah, be watching yeah. what's going on in chat. Chat can be cancerous at times. Yeah. It can be, you can go bad. either way. Yeah. But, um, yeah, um, it just depends on what style of game you want to play. And it, there's going to be different people that appeal to different, you know, people. Yeah. Like, it depends on if you want to watch for, if you're trying to watch for comedy or interaction with the chat or somebody that's funny. Or if you're trying to watch somebody that's really good at the game. Just depends on what you want. But, um, yeah, I don't know. The The main thing I'm looking forward to coming up in the future is the uh, the international. The Dota 2 International okay. is the biggest and thing I'm looking August. forward to. Yeah, that's in August. I think that's just like August is going to be the kickoff to really esports and you know football for us yeah so sports in general yeah uh, i kind of take a break during the summer especially after the nba season yeah. over so yeah. that and that's another thing these esports are usually year-round aren't they like there's always at least something yeah they don't on. they don't have a lot of off time they like don't have after, seasons for say do they 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 kind of do yeah. but they're a lot shorter than your traditional sports okay. like the international like we just told y'all it's happening at the end of august and they'll take most of September off, and then you'll have tournaments ramping up in October. Mm. And it'll go from October to August. They really only have one month off. League is pretty much the same way. Um, they have a little bit better of a format, like a more stable format than Dota does. They do. Uh, they have more a little bit more time off, but they're all, you know, League plays more of like a weekly schedule, kind of like a a baseball schedule or a mm-hmm. basketball schedule when they set up games throughout the week and you're playing um, towards that one tournament kind of towards the end of the yeah. year. Yeah. Where Dota has a few more like random tournaments placed out there. You're not playing like a weekly league in a sense. Mm-hmm. You play weekly to qualify for these tournaments that you'll go to at like the end of the month. And what's another thing that's cool about it all is once you get on Twitch and you guys check stuff like that and you're checking out the games that we're talking about that are really centered on esports and Mm -hmm. stuff, 
you you'll get introduced to that you'll be able to watch those you'll be able to mm-hmm. watch like the tournaments and the competitive events right. that happen but you'll probably stumble upon just games that people are just playing for fun yep. for entertainment there's a ton of that on there so there's always something that at least i would think there's something out there to appeal to anybody right so if there's nothing really going on in the esports world i'm st- like we were just talking about there's the IRL part of twitch there's so many different uh, genres that, you know, there's something always going on. Yep. And so, like, yeah, I mean, that's fun, man. I think that's why people are um, getting into it and getting into it pretty quick because there's a lot of content. There's a lot of stuff going on. And that way they, um, you know, they, there's never a dull moment, you know. So, <coughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I do you, I don't want to miss anything. I know we. I wrote some stuff. You wrote some stuff. Yeah, Is there I think anything? We pretty much. I know we kind of were not really rambling, but I felt like we were a little over all over the place. But we pretty much kept I it around, you know. It. Yeah, yeah. We covered everything I wanted to talk about esports wise, and that's how I feel. We uh, tried to, you know, have a good flow with it. I hope you know no, it turns I, out well. I felt like it did. I think, you know, I think so too, man. I do, and uh, I appreciate you coming over and recording again, man. And, oh, yeah. and I know that the past, you know, we talked about E3, and yep. now we're talking about esports and, you know, games and stuff, but there's a lot of different topics. Oh, yeah, we're going to, me and you are going to get into some. We're going to get into some cool deep shit, yeah. some, you know, different things like that, but um, I definitely appreciate it, and I have a good time, because like I was telling you uh, before, like, you know, the esports world to me is new. Yeah, it's um, new to a lot of people. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I've been playing games most of my life, but it, I never really focused on that. Yeah. So, And I uh, want more people to know about yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And because of the things you told me tonight, and just be, you know, in, in our free time, you know, when we talk, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely more interested into yeah. it. So I hope that, you know, people at least got something out of this, which I, I'm pretty sure they did. And, yeah, I hope you know, so. Just be curious and check it out. Yeah, I, check you it know, out. You you, you ain't even got to check. You don't even have to check it out for esports related wise. Just yeah, check out just, Twitch. Yeah, just check out Twitch. It's a good time. You're going to you're gonna be pleasantly surprised about how much time you're going to end up spending on that. Oh, yeah. Because, I mean, it's 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 a good community of people. It, it really is, man. And, yeah. and it's fun. And, you know, YouTube's catching a lot of flack these days, yep. man. And uh, yep. it's great to have another platform that is um, – I think that they have their shit together a, little, a lot more. Yeah, I would um, agree with that. So, but yeah, man, I think that's going to be it. Before uh, I close out the episode, I'll just go ahead and read off some uh, some ways for you guys to get in touch with us. And um, – you can start by searching Wondersoul on iTunes, YouTube, Podbean. Uh, Google just released a uh, Google Podcast app. So if you uh, want to listen to these episodes on that, you can. Uh, Google Play Music and Anchor and uh, soon Spotify. So you have a lot of different ways that you guys can listen to these episodes. Um, and I know that you know we enjoy making them for y'all. And these are topics that... You know, uh, they bounce around and stuff, but there there are interests or passions. And, you know, if you guys don't know anything about esports gaming or some of the stuff that we talk about, we hope that you're at least more, you know, curious and, and educated now on yeah. the topic. So you kind of know if somebody brings it up, well, you know, what they're talking about. But um, so just search Wondersoul. That's W-N-D-R-S-O-U-L. Um 
please email uh, email us and let us know what you think of the show, the episodes, um, any topic ideas, any feedback would be great. Uh, that's going to be at wondersoul at gmail.com. Um, while you're at it, go ahead and follow the Instagram page at the wondersoul. And we have a Twitter account that I'm going to be honest, I haven't really been on a lot. And uh, it's it's there, though. It, it exists. And it's at Wondersoul. And uh, I kind of been taking a break from Twitter, um, you know, and I've actually wanted to take a break from social media. But, you know, it's kind of hard. I'm trying to do this podcast. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, but, you know, speaking of Twitch and everything, I thought this would be a perfect time to to let you all know that we do have a Twitch account. Um it's going to be at www.twitch.tv slash Wondersoul. Um, gaming will be in the future, hopefully. Um, that is definitely a long-term goal um, as far as like we got to get the equipment and different things and, right. and really look into that. But if anything, I would love to experiment with uh, either recording these episodes live on Twitch even if the the video quality is not great, as long as you guys can hear and maybe get in the chat and interact, I think yeah, that'd be really that'd fun. Be really fun, yeah. And yeah, maybe even live questions, yeah, yeah, just some feedback, and then even probably dedicate certain episodes just to have yeah. some Q and A or yeah, something like yeah. that. So yeah, you guys check all time. that out, man. I mean, uh, but yeah, yet again, thank you, Shane, for coming out, man. Thank I think me. I think these get better every fucking time, man. Yeah, so. dude, you're grinding hard. We're grinding them out, man. We still got a couple more to do this week, man. And I know that probably as soon as possible, I mean, you will jump on another one, man. We sure will. Yeah, man. So uh, we hope that you guys enjoyed. Uh, hey, uh, I'm gonna throw this out there to you. I know this is last second, but you know, you do play these games a lot. Did you want to give the listeners a like a name? If they wanted to play with you or add you on these, any is there anything like that that you're? Uh, yeah, you can find me on. You can find me on Steam. Uh, my Steam name is Jokat. Okay. J O K A T. It's uh oh shit I don't remember my picture. Oh my picture is a picture of Gaius Baltar from uh <laughs> he's from uh. Gaius uh, Baltar. Yeah, he's from uh from Middle Earth. Huh? Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> oh, that's even. Yeah, he was this uh. This troll ass president guy. Uh, speaking of trolls, if you guys add Shane, don't be a troll. You know, don't be a dick. Be cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but anyways, I just I, you know I didn't even tell you about that, but I was like, yeah, ah, maybe you know, since we're talking about it, I don't know. Hey, but anyways, that's gonna be it for us, guys. Uh, we hope that y'all had a good July Fourth, and that you guys continue to have a good week. And we will talk to you guys later. Peace out. CDC are moving in there now. I don't think EG are interested in contesting this 4-on-5, but maybe they can delay it long enough for it to be a 5-on-5 five five if they Ice Blast and Fissure properly. There is uh, no hook shot. They're all together. PPD, here comes the Ice Blast, ready for the dunk! And from the universe, it's a disaster! CDC, they're gonna get wiped from the face of the earth, apart from aggressive, he'll jump out, but the Wombo combo perfectly hits from Evil Geniuses, and now they will take Roshan. Samael is back, they'll get the Aegis of the Immortal! Yeah, they don't even need to buy time. When they have superior vision and CDC have no idea it's coming,